1: The Pride Podcast is
2: sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The d for Detroiters made by Detroiters. What is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast i want to thank you guys so much for all the support from episode 15 with uh new detroit lion trey williams it really means a lot to all of us i'm tyler also known as lions nation
3: i'm pierre also known as detroit lions fan page
1: i am malcolm i am with the, the detroit lions video page
2: and today for our special guest the 2014 interception leader He was also a two time All Pro. Rasadi from the University of New Mexico. His name is Glover Quinn. (laughs) GQ. (laughs) Guys. Man, GQ, it's an honor to have you on the podcast today. Uh, You are actually our third person to be on the podcast. How does that feel?
4: Man, feels good, man. Only the third one, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Were you, uh, what do you call it? Is this your first podcast ever or been
4: on podcast? Uh, mm, I don't know if it's the first one ever, but it's the first one in a while. All right. Okay. okay. First, well, uh, we're honored to have you, man. Definitely. Cool, man. Glad to be here.
1: All right, GQ. Um, This is Malcolm. I'm going to ask you the first question. What player do you look up to growing up?
4: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um. You know, when I was growing up, you know, my dad was um, he was a Redskins fan, so I grew up. I liked Darryl Green, I liked Art Monk, I liked Mark Rippon. um, I liked those guys back with with the with the Washington Redskins. And then as I got a little older, I started to like um, you know, I used to like Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, um. Emmett okay. Smith, all those all those guys, you know. And then uh you know Jerry, Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. Um so I was a huge Jerry Rice fan, so therefore I was a huge 49ers fan. Um with him and Deion Sanders and stuff like that and um so those are kind of some of the guys that, you know, for me I liked, you know, looked up to when I was when I was coming up. Nice, right? Awesome. <laughs> Barry, huh? That's Barry Sanders,
2: man. That one clicks for
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah. Barry, Barry always played on Thanksgiving. So, you know, right. in my family, we used to have this huge, all my family, you know, aunts, cousins, everybody would come in town. And we would have this huge big Thanksgiving uh, dinner at my grandmother's house. And so the Lions would always be playing on TV. And, you know, we would always go outside playing football. And, you know, so, you know, I was trying to juke and do all the things that, uh, that Barry, that Barry, Barry Sanders used to do. So it was, uh, and you know, on Tech Mobile, you know, Barry Sanders was uh, a glitch. Was- <laughs> <laughs> was so um, I got a,
2: I, I got a follow up question. You saying uh, the Thanksgiving? You know, when you came up to the Lions, you know, you know, when you signed up the Lions, it was like, you know, Thanksgiving playing on Thanksgiving, kind of like an, a bonus of coming here. Would you say?
4: Um. What I say it was about. I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a cool thing because it was for one, it was it was uh, it, it had history, um, yeah. you know, and that's that's one thing that I did I did like and I do respect about the game is, is the history that that comes along with the game. Um, so being able to play, you know, on Thanksgiving with the Lions was um, was actually pretty cool. You know, it was national TV game. You know something that had been played for a long time. Like I said, I grew up watching it as a kid, um, and so to get to the point to where I was in it playing um, was actually pretty cool. And it was it was cool that we always had the early day, early game on Thanksgiving. It was always at home, so it was a good opportunity to get up, go play, get the game over with, and maybe go home and enjoy Thanksgiving with the family. So it um it was cool. It, it worked out pretty good.
3: All right, uh, GK, yes, I have a question for you. This is Pierre. Um. You've played ten years in the league, six of them with Detroit. Tell us a funny story about your time in Detroit that no one knows about.
4: You know, I, I would say I don't know if this is a funny story. It's definitely not a funny story, but it's actually like a weird story. Okay. Um, I almost like didn't sign with Detroit. Like, I almost like was like freaked out because I was uh, when I came out there on my visit, I was standing in the hotel. And, like, literally, you know, this is back in 2013 where, you know, you didn't hear a lot of good stuff about, like, the city of Detroit, especially right. coming from You didn't, the, the, the things that you heard in the news and things that you saw on TV wasn't very flattering for the city of Detroit, right? Right, so yeah. So I'm out there, I'm on my visit, I'm in my hotel room, and, like, literally, like, right next door, like, it was, like, a major altercation going on. Like, <laughs> like like I can hear it through the walls and I'm literally <laughs> laying in the room and I'm just like, Oh snap, like this is real life out here. So like it got to, like, it got to the point where literally I was scared, like I start I said, Man, they're finna start shooting like I'm like literally laying on the floor in my hotel room like man, if they get to shooting like the bullets need to go like over my head so, <laughs> Yeah, like it was. Uh, it was. It was actually. It was. It was a crazy. Uh, it was a crazy night, and I'm sitting there like, man, I don't know if I need to do this. Like, this is. This is this is real. Oh, but uh, it it all worked out. Yeah, it worked out pretty well actually. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, I want to get into like a more recent question. I could say, uh, how much was it a difference, you know, from last year with you know new coaching staff with Matt Patricia, you know, bringing his whole staff in from when we had Jim Caldwell and his staff.
4: Um I mean it, it was different obviously you know you got two different um two different coaching styles two different guys two different people two different philosophies two different systems everything is 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 just totally totally um new totally different um you know and so adjusting to it um you know it's different for it's it's different for everybody and you know for me it was a little different just because of how 2017 season went. Because for me, you know, 2017 I thought was probably outside of 2014. I probably I think 2017 was probably one of my best seasons. Um, I, I, I uh, three interceptions, pick fix four force fumbles, tackles. You know, big plays like I thought 2017 was probably one of my best years. And right. you know, for me to get a fourth alternate as a pro bowler, behind guys like Cam Chancellor, who only played in like seven games that year, uh, behind guys like Tyran Matthew, who I didn't feel like had a great year that year, um, to be a fourth alternate for the Pro Bowl and then to not even get mentioned for like all pro, like it really kinda like upset me. It really like kind of took like a lot out of me. Like I felt disrespected. I felt I felt a lot of things towards the league and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't good. And so they actually called me to come and play in the Pro Bowl. And I told him I, don't like, know. I just didn't want to go. Because, um, I like I said I felt like Felt disrespected. Felt yeah. disrespected by that, you know. And so yeah. um that right there weighed a lot into, you know it 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 took it took a lot out of me. And, you know, that toppled with the fact that going through a new coaching staff, all those different things, you know, it was really there's really a lot playing on my on my mind. It's like, did I even really want to go through all that? Um, you know, just you know, it just wasn't good. And so I, I tried to fight through it and, and and come back and play. And you know, dealing with like I said, dealing with the uh, the new coaches. Just you know, didn't go to the off season program. I needed a break. I needed I needed time to to you know, get myself back together. So, you know, a lot of that plays into it, you know, because you need time. You know, you need time to learn the system and learn um, how you can be effective in the system. How they want to use you, they can see how they want to use you. It just, uh, it's just different, and you know, and so, um, but it's a good, it's a good system. It's a good system. I just didn't, I just didn't fit it very
2: well. Did you ever? I mean, you said how two thousand seventeen was rough for you at the end of the year. You know missing out on the Pro Bowl, I mean, being a fourth alternate option. And, you know, losing your coach you had for four seasons, I mean, did you kind of ever, you know, consider retirement, you know, retiring the last before entering the 2018 season?
4: Well, for me, it wasn't necessarily considering retirement. Um, although I did, I did think about it a little bit because I had some other things going on. But, like, I was really contemplating, like, whether I wanted to come back to Detroit Mm -hmm. because I knew that with the new coaches, with all that stuff, I knew they were going in a different direction. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. for the last few years, the way things have been, the way, you know, the organization was, the way it kind of had fit, um, I kind of had felt like Okay, boom, they just got rid of Coach Caldwell. They're gonna go in a totally different direction. I really don't wanna have to start over again in another different direction in Detroit. I kind of felt like, okay, I've done what I can do. Um, you know, they're gonna start with a new coach, let them start fresh with, you know, another player and, and right. let me, um, let me, let me go. So, I, I mean, I tried to, I actually tried to um, get out of my contract going into the season. You know, I tried to, to because I just, like I said, I just, I, I knew, I knew it was going to get to this point. You know, mm-hmm. I could see it. I right. knew it was going to happen. I understand the business of football and I knew we were going to get to this point. So, I was just trying to like stop it before it ever got before it even got started like you know what let me just go out after my 2017 season coach call was leaving all those coaches leaving. you know what just let them start over with a whole new crew and just remove myself from it because i knew i knew what it was going to eventually lead to and that's what it led to you know
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, now GQ, let me ask you, when you're saying start over, did you mean like as far as starting over a new system or was it you felt like they were in a rebuilding mode like on defense or what exactly?
4: Well, I didn't feel like it was like a rebuilding mode. But when you when you are, um, you know, we went nine and seven, two years back to back. um, And then all of a sudden. They bring in a coach, and, and it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn this thing around. Um, knowing the New England way, knowing the New England system, knowing how they play defense, knowing how they, you know, do things. I knew, okay, the way things had been, they're gonna go in a totally different direction.
1: Gosh. Not necessarily
4: starting over and rebuilding because we had a lot of good pieces, but I knew that they were going to take the, the the organization in a totally different direction.
1: I I agree with you. I agree with you 110%. Yeah, so
4: all uh, a lot. So for me, at that point in my career, I was like, okay, I really don't want to start over in Detroit because this is how I had became to know Detroit. This is how I had felt with Detroit. In, in my in my years in Detroit, it was like, boom. And at that point in my career, I was like, I really don't want to, like, try to have, to have to try to start over.
1: Yeah, you just want to try to take a step back, pretty much. Right. Got you.
4: So that was okay. kind of my... And, you know, my family, my family lives in Houston, and so I, I was really, you know, missing being around my family and so for me it was just kind of like okay if i'm gonna have to start over with a new coach anyway at least give me an opportunity to see if i could resign in houston and then yeah i gotta start over with a new coach but at least i get to go home every day and see my wife and see my kids right you know what i'm saying so that was kind of how it was for me it's like all right i know i gotta start over with a new coach be it here be it somewhere else if I got to do that, at least, you know, let me have opportunity to try to do it at home and uh, be around my wife and my kids. So that was kind of all, all that wrapped into it. So, but right. like I said, it all it all worked out, um, played through the year, you know, we didn't, we didn't get the job done and this is what happened. So the goal for
2: 2018 was never retiring from the NFL. It was always to stay in the league. I mean, you know, you said you wanted, you know, try to get a your contract in Detroit, but was it your plan in 2018
4: was to stay in the NFL though, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. Um, and I always, you know, even before I got into the NFL, I always wanted to play ten years, so there was mm-hmm. no way I was going to stop at nine.
2: Yeah.
4: And I was healthy, so yep. you know, I was going, I was going to play one more year, um, at least. You know what I'm saying? So there was, there was no way I was going to stop at nine. You haven't missed one game, I believe. You've played all your games, right? Well, I missed one in my rookie year, 2000. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I> think, uh, <laughs> week week 13 against Jacksonville Jaguars, I missed one. So I've, uh, I've played forty uh, eight consecutive.
1: Wow. That's awesome, so man. Awesome. Let's actually just
4: make impressive.
1: that clear. Yeah. Let's make that clear. He missed one game in 10 years. <laughs> That's For awesome. a
3: safety, a guy who slams people and hits people. That's pretty impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes, to be made out of iron. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yes, of course, he
3: is. <laughs> DQ. Uh, uh, here's another question for you. Uh, the toughest players to game plan for. Give us like five of them, or like a couple of them.
4: Um, tough guys to game plan for. Um, man, you guys got some. You guys got some <laughs> good questions, man. Because it's it's a it's a little different. So. Tough guys to game plan for, you know, I would say from um from a quarterback standpoint. Um you know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously tough. Right. Um you know Tom Brady is 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 good. Those guys are those guys are good. Yeah. Um you know the tough ones to game plan for are guys like Russell Wilson, guys that that can move and run and they can throw. Um, those guys are, they present a different challenge than, you know, most. Right. Um, You look at, when you look at the running back position, um, you know, just having a guy that's a power runner, not very difficult to game plan for him. Um, right. You know, you look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, He's not a difficult guy to game plan for. He just – the thing that makes it tough about him is when he's in the backfield, he's one person, but now he can split out wide and try to get a matchup. Um, So you got to make sure you have coverages called to where when he do split out, you get safeties or corners that that walk out on him because it's tough for linebackers to to, uh, defend him. Putting him with – other weapons like a uh, Antonio Brown, um, you know those type of guys makes him makes him hard to game plan for because you got to account for Antonio Brown as well, um, you know guys like Saquon Barkley, you know yeah. having to have Odell Beckham, having to think about you know Evan Ingram, but now you got Saquon Barkley who can run the ball, who can split it out um, things like that, and that's why the running backs for New England you know, they they play well because they can split out, they can get matchups and things like that. When you look at the receiver, um, the stationary guys aren't very difficult. You know, so guys that, you know, like a Julio Jones, um, those guys aren't very difficult just because they are pretty stationary. You know, you know where they're gonna line up at. Um, most of the time they're gonna be on the outside. Um so you can always lean your coverages and, and do different things that way. It's the guys like, you know, Antonio Brown that plays in a slot, that goes in motion, that lines up on the outside, you know, guys like that. Odell Beckham don't even – he don't really move as much as people probably think. Um, yeah. You know, but the guys like that, like the Julian Edelmans, um, you know, those little guys that – do a lot of different things. Line up in a lot of different places. They're a little difficult to to game plan for because you never know where they're going to line up at. You know, so you have slot corners that play strictly in the slot. Well, if they put Julian Edelman at number one, or they put Antonio Brown at number one, do you take your slot corner and put him outside at number one, or do you put a normal corner on him? But then when he motions in the slot, now does your normal corner go in the slot or do your, your slot corner get on it? Right. You know? And then a lot of times those guys carry the strength. So they might start out on one side and we got a certain coverage call. As soon as he motions to the other side, we got to switch the coverage over there and get a different coverage on the backside. So it just creates a lot of different issues when you're trying to do um, different things against guys like that. But, you know, like I say, The guys like Julio and you know those type of AJ Greens. Those guys are easy game plan wise. They're just difficult physically wise. They're just big, fast, good guys. So, just matching up and covering those guys is tough. But game planning is not not very difficult. (laughs) Right. Got you.
1: Okay, so GQ, I got a question for you, man. Um, What is your most favorable, your most memorable moment that you had in Detroit? as far as like the biggest play that you, that you made in Detroit?
4: Oh, wow, man. The big, the biggest play, you know, I I got, I got a few of them, man. Um, but my time, I mean, my time in Detroit, it was, it was, it was special to me. You know, I, I would say, you know, my, my first interception that I caught in Detroit, you know, opening day, 2013, Minnesota Vikings, um, you know, to to end the game. You know, that was that was a big moment for me because Detroit was the first team that allowed me to truly just play free safety. Right. Um yeah. I was in Houston. I started out as a corner and I played nickel and then I moved to safety but I played the down position. So on base downs I would play safety. Um But then on passing situations and sub and nickel stuff, I would move down and play like a dime linebacker. So I really wasn't playing back, getting to read the quarterback and make plays. I was kind of down to tussling with the tight ends and, you know, doing all that stuff. Yeah. And so Detroit, you know, what's funny is we played Detroit the year before. We played you guys on uh, Thanksgiving in 2012.
1: I remember. I remember. I
4: don't don't want to think of that game, and I I don't want to talk about it. I had like three PBU's against you guys against the Lions, Um, but we also played Minnesota that year because we played the whole NFC North, and I had like ten tackles on Adrian Peterson, right? So that was the game that opened Detroit's eyes up to me, Um, and then obviously I played well against. Against them, and so it was kind of like, okay, well, this kid looks like he can play, but they had never saw me as a true, true free safety because I didn't, I didn't play true free safety. They just felt like you, I could do it. They, they liked the way I played, and they felt like I could do it. Right. So coming in and in that first game, my first opportunity being able to play true safety, to be able to catch interception, to end the game in a new, new team, my first, you know, live game. Against you know somebody else, and it happened to be a division opponent against Minnesota. That was a uh, that was a huge moment for me. Um, but then you know, fast forward to the next year, two thousand fourteen. Um, that was another crazy. It was a crazy year. Crazy, crazy. year. Um, <laughs> yeah, crazy indeed. Crazy oh, indeed. Crazy. <laughs> yep. um, you know, getting put in. Getting put in different situations to to really be able to make plays. Um and coming through with with those plays. Um, you know, obviously the interception against New Orleans. Um that was that was huge. Um I was actually there
3: for that. the stadium was crazy, man. Yeah, it was it was. I man. was like, why are they
4: passing? They gotta run the ball. Was, Did you guys think that too? It was crazy. It was crazy. But then to the come back, you know, we come off our bye. We lose to uh, – we lose to um, yeah. Arizona. Yeah. We lose to the Patriots. You know, then we come back, you know, Thanksgiving Day. We play Chicago Bears at home. And I catch another – I catch an interception on Thanksgiving. So now I got a Thanksgiving interception. Then we come back the next week. You know, we playing against Tampa. And I caught another interception. How was that? That one, that but, nice sliding pick. <laughs> that sliding
1: one handed pick, by the way. Yeah. Sliding one handed pick. And then, yeah.
4: Come back the next week. We play against Minnesota. I catch another pick. Another pick. My, was <laughs> second against Minnesota because I had caught one against Minnesota back in week six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that, that one right there tied me for the lead in the NFL they were just like wow like man I caught picking three straight games like it was it was like crazy and then to come to Chicago and catch another one. Um it was uh it was crazy man it was crazy that was a that was an awesome year um sucks that you know the playoffs ended the way it did but that was that was that was an awesome year but like I said man I, I had so many great moments in in Ford Field, you know, a lot of, a lot of my interceptions over my time in Detroit actually came at Ford Field. Um, you know, I think I might have had. Let me see. I had one in Minnesota. I had one in San Diego. Had one in Chicago. Two in Chicago. I mean, so for the most part, most of them came at Ford Field. And yeah. So just to. Make those plays at four field hear the crowd man those were those were uh those were some awesome moments man i, I definitely i definitely uh i definitely enjoy my my time there yeah nice. uh my question
2: for you now you spent a year with him uh tracy walker i mean what do you think of tracy walker i mean how much potential do you think a guy like that has
4: uh he has a lot of potential man he he is um, he was very very willing to to learn he was very willing to work um he wanted to to get as much information and knowledge as as he could um asked a ton of questions and he wasn't afraid to ask questions and that's that's a great sign, especially for a young guy a lot of young guys right um especially when they see a older guy you know sometimes they may be afraid or ashamed to ask questions. Um but he was never never afraid to ask questions. Um obviously his size, you know, tall, long rangy uh speed, physical guy, um definitely, definitely has some talent. So um you know he he'll develop more this off season. Right. Um, you know, and, and he'll be good. He'll be fine. He's, he's, you guys, you guys are, you guys will be in good shape with him. And <laughs> All right, that's tight. All, All right. So, um, you guys will be in good shape.
1: So, is it safe to say that you passed the torch to Oh, yeah.
4: I mean, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like, you know, he, he's taken, you know, well, he's having an opportunity to take over the other spot, but I kind of feel like I passed the torch to Quandre. Quandre was, Quandre was kind of my little, uh, you know, he was just kind of like my little brother. Mm. Yeah, he's a dog. And, and <laughs> I, I saw, you know, I used to tell Quandre all the time, like, you know, Quandre, you you're gonna be, you're gonna be me when I leave, you know. Quandre came in as a corner, played the nickel, same way I did. Um, I was just gonna say, same stories, same situation kind of. He's uh, smart, instinctive, ball skills, can tackle. Um, kind of built his reputation kind of the same way that I did coming up through the ranks, you know. Um my first year I didn't have any interceptions. My second year I came back I had three. You know, he had the same thing, you know. Um, so I I kinda of felt like Quandre is gonna be um you know he's gonna be a a a really key contributor um in the secondary and Like I said, Tracy's Tracy's gonna be good. Two two good young, two good young safeties. Okay. I like that sound of it. See, as a
2: fan, I was you know, I know you said you were trying to get rid of your contract, but you know, as a fan, it was nice to have like
4: that veteran presence for Tracy Walker that year, you know. Oh yeah. And I mean, and like I said, I knew like so I know I know the business of football. I knew I knew that they wasn't gonna do that last year. But for me as a as a person i just didn't want to go into the year not even asking a question to see you know what i'm saying it's kind of the yeah. thing where if i ask them and they tell me no okay that's cool but like <laughs> what if they would have told me yeah you know what if they would have felt the same way okay well yeah we're going to go in a different direction if you don't want to be a part of it you know we would you know we'll give you opportunity to move on we got some clauses that we can get out of the contract, all that good stuff. Right? Well, they would have said that, you know. So for me, it was just kind of like, okay, I, I know they're not going to do it, but I d- at least have to ask just to just to yeah. feel good with myself. Right. Um, but when they drafted Tracy, I knew, you know, I knew that that's the, that's what they would want. Quandre, this was Quandre's first year at safety, so just having somebody that can, you know, help and 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 guide the way and, and get those guys ready. Um, give him a year to develop. I knew, I knew that would be, you know, what they wanted. So I was cool with
3: it. All right. Um, so I have a question. This is kind of, like this is from the fans. Uh, tell us about, uh, tell us about Stafford. How is he in the locker room? Fans have tuned out on. Him. Give him some hope because they think he's not a leader. You've seen all the stuff. What do you think about him?
1: <laughs> honest opinion about Stafford.
4: Yeah, yeah, honest opinion. Well, I mean, Stafford's Stafford's my uh, my two thousand nine. You know, draft mate, You know, so um, Stafford's Stafford's a good guy, man. He 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 definitely works extremely hard. Um, you know, his his leadership uh, looks a little different than probably what other people that than fans see from different people. Um, but you know, Stafford, he's one of the first guys in the locker room. You know, he he works extremely hard. He is it's, it's very difficult to, to run an offense. You know, it's very, very difficult to run an offense. Um, but he works at it, man. He tries to get the guys going. Um, he he accepts, you know, his responsibility and what, what he's supposed to do. Um, it, it's just tough, man. It's tough. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, even for Stafford, you know, coming off the same offense that he had these last few years, Um, same system, same coaching staff and all that. And then you bring in a different coaching staff where you kind of run the same offense, but the philosophy is kind of different. You know, to me, Stafford, you know, to just me personally, Stafford is more of a run and gun, no huddle gunslinger type of quarterback. That's, you know, no wonder we've had so many, Scoring drives where we come back, scoring drives in two minutes where he's no huddle, he just slinging the ball around using his arm. That's to me, that's who Stafford is. Um, can he do other things, hand the ball off and do that? Sure, he's an NFL quarterback. But I mean, if you had to ask what he probably would want to do, he probably want to sling that thing around and, and show off that cannon he got, you know. Um, but Stafford's a good guy, man. You guys, you got a great quarterback. I mean. As we all know, you can't win in this league without a quarterback. There's a lot of organizations out there that, that, that wish they had a quarterback. And, you know, you never really know, you know, how bad it is until you don't have a quarterback. So um, having a guy like Stafford is he's, he's definitely good.
1: Yeah, all we're, right. all, we're all really big Stafford fans here. So. Yeah, we're, big, we're big
3: Stafford supporters. But a lot <laughs> of the fans there, they've tuned out on him kind of. And I'm like, it's one bad year. Give it a chance. You know, it's a new coaching staff, new culture. Give it a chance.
4: Well, you know, and and you definitely have to give it a chance. And that's one thing I always try to to say to fans is you have to you have to go back every year and just start all over again. Right. So many, so many times, you know, fans you know be down on the team because of what happened in 1898. I've been a fan since 1895. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on we team. hear that all the time. Like don't don't blame us for what happened in 1895 like <laughs> and the guys that're going to be on the team in 2018 they're like don't blame us for what happened in 2015. I wasn't even on the team. Like this is a totally different team. And I think for fans sometimes they they kind of they kind of feel like Oh, it's the same, this the same that. And whether they believe it or not, the players and the team can feel that energy. They can feel that that vibe of where there's no hope or you know it's it's false hope and that's all you hear. Uh, we're gonna be good this year, it's, and we're the same old lines. Like you can feel that as players, and and that's that's not something that you want to feel. You wanna feel like the like the fans are ready. We're gearing up for another year. No, the last few years <laughs> have right, but this next year. This, this is going to be the year. Um, and you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, it's hard to win. You know, we've been in a, in a tough, tough division. Um, you know, and Rogers is a great quarterback, you know, been leading that, leading the package for a while. And the bears have resurged and Minnesota's playing well, been playing well. I mean, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough division. It's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um,
2: this is probably my last question for me personally, but uh, my last question to you is, uh, so what is the plan for 2019 right now? Have you fully decided, you know, what's, you know, you plan on playing another year? Are um, you hopeful for another team to assign you or um, is it time to, you know, call it quits from the NFL and, you know, spend more time with the family? I mean, if you haven't decided yet, that's totally cool,
4: but I mean, I'd love to hear the answer. Oh man, you know, I, I definitely I definitely haven't decided yet, you know. I mean, I'm I'm in a I'm in a different situation, you know. I'm in, I'm in I'm in, a, I'm in a good situation. Um, you know, I feel I feel great uh about my career right now. So, um I'm in a good situation, you know. I I see I see probably, you know, what happens, you know, what opportunities may be out there and if it's something that I feel like I want to do something. That I feel like may may make sense for myself or my family. You know, I may entertain it, and and if it's not, then, you know, I'll uh I'll call it a career. And but I don't know. I haven't decided yet, man. I'm just kind of just kind of hanging out right now. And you know, it's it's kind of funny because my uh, I tried Starbucks today for like the first time. Oh snap. <laughs> hey, Starbucks is good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. I only had like a, a cinnamon, I think it was cinnamon shortbread, frappuccino or something like that. Yeah. Um and so I put it on my uh on my IG story and my trainer he messaged me and he was like hashtag sugar, you know <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it back, I was like hashtag unemployed, you know. It's <laughs> the so, so first time in uh First time in ten years, man, I've been uh unemployed. So just kinda of sitting back like wow, it's the first I think uh Friday of a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. you know. I'm uh, I'm just sitting back relaxing, man. I'm not I'm not rushing to uh, any uh any decisions right now. Were you shocked by any
2: you know, on, when you found out the news on last Friday? I mean, or was it kind of more of a mutual agreement?
4: You kind of expected it? or what was Yeah, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew it was coming. Okay. I knew it was coming. Um, like I said, I, I understand the, the business of football, you know. Um, and I knew going into the year, even when, I, even when I signed my contract, even though I signed the extension, um, I had already said, you know, I'm going to have to come off an uh, uh, all-pro, like, pro-bowl type of year to get the last year of my deal because I'm gonna be 33. You know my deal. I was counting almost eight million against the cap. Um, you know that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. So I understood that. So I knew if I wasn't playing, if I didn't make All Pro or lead the league in interceptions, something like that, where it would look funny. Wow, you got you guys cut uh, All Pro safety. Like if I didn't have that type of year. I knew that this would probably be happening, and so for them to uh draft tracy and tracy to play well, me not have you know the type of year that I've had in the past um you know, I knew you know something was gonna happen um so it was it was not surprising i'm I'm actually kind of glad that it happened when it happened obviously um you know they had all the way up until the new league year to to make a decision um yeah. so for them to do it. As early as they did is uh is is kudos to them. Um, so I didn't I didn't I didn't know that the call was gonna come on Friday. You know, mm-hmm. i yeah. sitting on the couch and then all of a sudden, you know, I see Bob Quinn shows up on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. So I answered it, and, like I said, I knew I knew what it was. So it wasn't like it was a it was a surprise mm-hmm. to me, right. All
3: right,
2: uh, that's a wrap, man.
4: And that's a wrap,
2: Glover. Uh, we really appreciate your time in Detroit, man. Um, and you know, you joining the podcast, it really means a lot to all three of us, and you know, all Detroit fans to get to hear a little more of, you know, Glover Quinn. So
4: yeah, man, and that, that's one of the reasons why I kind of why want I wanted to do it, man. You guys, you guys do, um, you guys do a good job. I don't know where y'all get all your information from. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's
4: that, a- that, Y'all do, a, y'all do a good job, man. I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, say some things for myself, you know, tell the tell the Lions fans, you know, thank you. Um, definitely appreciate all the support, you know, all the love, you know, over the, over the six years embracing um, me, and my family, um, embracing who I was as a person, as a player. Um, you know, so I just kind of wanted to be able to tell everybody thank you. I know, you know, I received a lot of Comments and stuff on on uh, Instagram, and you know it's it's very difficult to respond to everybody, but um, I try to read uh, most of them, not all of them. Um, But you know, I just wanted to personally say thank you to you know to the fans, to the city of Detroit, um, for 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 a fun uh, last six years, man. So I definitely, I definitely will always. Remember this time. I definitely, i remember you guys and um, definitely appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah we appreciate I'll, you too, man. And yeah. I just want to let you know that you will always and forever be one of my favorite Detroit Lions, man.
4: Me too. Always, always.
3: always. On and off the field, heck of a player. Never like played with, played through injuries too. It got revealed the other day, but let's not, I mean, <laughs> it's just impressive everything you've done, honestly.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. True leader, man. We You're appreciate everything you man. did.
4: You're honestly, you guys, you guys don't know how to stuff or play with, man. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from still, all- man, that's 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 kind of that's the kind of way it is, man. That's the way, that's the way the, the city is, man. And you know, I kind of want to definitely embrace embrace the city and the culture, man. And so it was uh, it was a pleasure, man. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. So um, kudos to you guys, man. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. Uh, you know the Lions the lines will be good, man. Lions fans. Guys got 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 a good group of guys in there. Um, That'd be good, man. Keep keep the hope. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure,
2: for sure. Well, I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation.
3: I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page.
1: This is Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page.
4: And I'm GQ signing off. Peace. All right, peace.